Kunisti, how are ye? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. We're breathing life back into Irish myths with traditional Irish storytelling accompanied by music. My name is Surika, and this week, Aaron is telling us the story of Stingy Jack, the origin of one of Samhain's most beloved customs. We wouldn't be able to continue to make these podcasts without the support of our patrons, which we are very grateful for, so thank you. If you'd like to contribute, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales or share, subscribe, like, or you can leave a review if you like what we do. It all makes a difference. Now sit back and listen. Hey Aaron, tell us a story. Now, this t- story takes place fado, fado, or a long time ago, out west on the wild coast of Ireland. And it was said that Stingy Jack was a blacksmith. He wasn't very kind of heart. He tend to do one job and move on, going from town to town, racking up a fairly hefty bill, as it were, and maybe not paying it at all. He was never one to curry favour with the locals. He was oftentimes found wanting, and never, ever with a good word to give to anyone. Well, one year, he was walking the long road out to his home where he had to pass the crossroads out there all alone with the moon hanging bright in the sky and he was at the crossroads. Well, the hawthorn tree that leant on over, casting shadows, he noticed a strange-looking man standing there, laughing at him. Jackie! Uh, well, how are you getting on? Sorry now, but what's your name? How do you know my name? Said the stingy Jack. Ah, never mind what my name is. You're not looking great now, Jack. And it's time for you to come on a journey with me. Hang on now a minute said Jack. I've heard tell the lads out at night on Iahona Halloween the night before Samhain lads that might know your name for one reason or the other who have strange hooves and long tails and pointy ears they might be down for making a deal or two. Deal? What about, I give you the thing you're after anyway, which is probably my eternal soul, and in return, I get wealth and good health for seven long years. Yep, right, that sounds great. Uh, One little caveat as well, another little deal I'd like to throw into the mix is, I'd get a purse that only myself can put something in, and myself can take something out, and only myself can open or close. Well... You know, Jack, there's a lot of snaky people out there. That, that sounds very clever. Devious. And I like devious. So go on. I'll see you in seven years. Ah! Well, it was just as Jack had wanted. He was given a great big pot of gold. And he had his health, which meant no more hangovers, no more waking up with a head or a sick belly freaking too much. And he had a ridiculously good time for himself. He spent seven years drinking, merry-making, not giving any of his money away to charitable folk. No, no. 
he squandered the lot of it and he had a great time every single day and every single night until those seven years ticked on by and One night walking down towards the town, he had to go past the crossroads and who was standing there but the devil himself. Ah, Jackie. Hiya, devil. I suppose it's uh, that time of uh, seven years gone by, is it? Ah, trash. Ah, well, you know, I'm, I'm a busy fella, so I wouldn't be coming here any earlier or later. So it's time we had a bargain. Let's go. Well, you wouldn't refuse a fella uh, one last drink. You know, uh, for the road. Oh, no, Jackie, that's a great idea. I haven't had a drink in years. Oh, well. Let's go. So, Jack and the Devil, they went on down to the town, and, well, Jack ordered the most luxurious thing on the menu, as well as whatever the Devil wanted to drink. They had two of those, two more, and everything else that was in behind the bar as well. And at the end of the night, they were both feeling after eating probably a bit too much the bartender called to finally pay the bill oi you bed up now Jack turned to the devil and said I actually haven't got a penny on me believe it or not I've squandered the entire pot of gold you gave me so I've no money at all but I've a great little trick we could play listen to this one you like this now, you being the devil and all. If you turn yourself into a gold coin, I can pay with you. And then, you being the devil and all, you can shape shift and change yourself back and we can be on our merry way. What do you say? Well, that sounds like a great idea. Uh, yeah, hang on, I'll change now. And yeah, we'll, we'll get back down, down below where, yeah. And just like that, the devil turned himself into a little gold coin. Jack snapped him up, opened up the purse that only he could open and only he could close, threw the devil inside and closed it to a yelp and a screech of furiosity from the devil himself. He put him into the pocket and he ran out the door, calling to the bartender that, I'll pay back tomorrow, don't you worry about it. Why you come back here? Cried the bartender. Now, Jack was on the way and, well, as he came across the four corners of that very same crossroads that he met the devil at, he saw a very strange sight. It being Halloween Eve, well, the veil between this world and the next was at its thinnest. And though he heard nothing at all, on the three-cornered field he saw a silent game of hurling being played by figures of giant proportion. Ghosts from the other world were playing a game of hurling in complete silence. Suddenly the ball that was being pucked around landed at Jack's feet. He picked it up, put it behind his back and pulled out the purse and threw it back to the game. One of the giants caught it, turned around and pucked the devil all the way to the other side and a brilliant game of hurling was played up and down, left and right, inside and out. The game was played with the devil making an almighty shout and cry. Well, eventually the sun began to rise and one of the giants leant down and to Jack's surprise said, Thanks Jack. And handed him back the purse. Well, he took out the purse, put it to his ear, 
I'll let you out. Wish, I'll let you out, said Jack. Only on the condition that you give me seven more years, twice as much gold, and good health to last. <laughs> what do you say? Fine. You got me there. Good trick, though. Right. Fair's fair, well played. I'll see you in seven years. Lovely stuff. He opened the purse and like a plume of smoke, while the devil evaporated into thin air. But just below his feet, a pot of gold bigger than the last was found. And Jack had a grand old time for himself for seven more years. He was a blacksmith, but he forgot about working. He forgot about toiling. He forgot about trying to do anything other than have a good time. And boy, did he have a great time for himself. He was drinking and eating all the finest liqueurs and merrymaking to his last. From east to west, he went north and south. He went all over the island of Ireland. And always with a trick, never much to leave a treat behind him. Until those seven years at last, well, they ran out. In the blink of an eye, the uh, devil appeared. Uh, how are you doing now, Jackie? This time the devil had appeared to him at the end of the night, when Jack was walking <laughs> back his way home, so he couldn't be tempted to have one last drink with him. No, 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 no. This would not do. The devil was sure this time he would get Jack back and bring him down underground to spend eternity with him. Yes. Now... The devil called to him. Jack! And Jack said, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'm coming, I'm coming. Don't you worry about a thing. I'm on the way. Nothing strange out of me this time. No drinking. No drinking. No. Not a bit of it. I've already had my sup. Good to go now. They were walking. But it wasn't long till Jack spied an apple tree hanging out of the side of the road. And he gave a big sigh. <sighs> What's wrong with you? Well, I was just thinking, wouldn't it be lovely to have a little bite of an apple there just before we go underground and, you know, I don't get to eat anything for the rest of eternity, like, which would be a bit not much fun. One apple would be lovely, wouldn't it? I suppose you've got the last meal clause there enacted, yes. Yeah. I suppose you want me to get it considering you're so frail and all. These last seven years have taken their toll on me. I'm I'm, I'm all banjax and broken. Me hips bad, me elbows bad, me knees bad. I have right, a good right, bone. Right, 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 now, Jack watched as the devil climbed the tree and reached out his hand for the juiciest looking apple. And just as he did, Jack reached into his jacket and pulled out a handful of crosses blessed by the local priest. And he threw them all over the ground, covering any way where the devil might land. Well, the devil cried out, Jack! Jackie! Just as he was making all such a terrible cry and noise, the townspeople were on their way to Mass, spied up and said, Look! Look! The, the devil is caught in the tree! Jack, stop the devil! Oh, Holy Mary, Mother God! Jack. They called for the priest, Jack. and the priest was on the way with a vat of holy water about to douse it on the devil. Jack turned up the devil and said, I'll tell you what, we'll make one more deal, all right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what you want. Seven years, is it? Seven years and? More gold? Ah, yeah, more gold than last time. Yeah. A bit of good health wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, 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 yeah.
And just like that, the devil disappeared, and once more Jack was given a larger pot of gold than the last time, and seven more years to spend it on. Well, Jack went out with style every single night. For three whole years he was going out from dawn till dusk. He wasn't giving a flimsy for living longer than these seven years, but he put such a tax and such a toll on his heart that despite being warranted a decent amount of good health, well, his heart gave out. He had a heart attack and he died. He was quite surprised, considering he thought he had good health. He might have overburdened himself. Well, anyway, he walked all the way down to where the devil would be found. He knocked on the door. Um, Jack? How are you? I'm a bit early, but uh, my heart no. gave up. What? I didn't break the deal, I'm here. No, you can't, you can't, you can't be coming early. Well, what do you mean? You got seven years. Yeah, but... Three years. My heart gave up. That's just not my problem. I know. No, 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 Go on and see if them, them fellas upstairs will take you for four. Because you can't, you're, you're messing up the schedule here. Like, Well, anyway, despite having a phone call from above, he legged it up and tried to knock on the door. But, well, no one answered upstairs either. An eerie voice came from the back, telling him, No entry for you. You can't come here. Jack kind of knew that was going to happen, so he walked back down to the devil. Now this time, he said, I can't get in upstairs. I've made the deal with you. There's no way I'm allowed up there, so I'll just have to stay with you no matter what's to be done. Uh, no, now, Jackie. I have an idea here. I have a plan. What's your idea? What's your plan? Well, what do you mean? There's a lot of souls get lost on them bugs on the way down to me. And it's going to be your job for all eternity to light their way. And you know how you're going to do that, Jackie. The devil reached back and pulled out two of the hottest embers from the centre of the flames of hell and threw them right at Jack. They landed right at the back of Jack's eyeballs, exploding them into fire, illuminating his entire head. And he became the very first Jack. Oh, lantern. And he was doomed from that day onwards for the rest of time, the rest of eternity, for all this. He would always have to do one thing, to guide those lost souls who didn't know where they were going, whether it was upstairs or downstairs. Jack would lead the way. And still to this day, although we used to carve them out of turnips, in the new country they found pumpkins and we began to celebrate very first jackal with our lanterns of our own. Like you did at home. This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan, story by Aaron and Sarika Hegarty, and music by Oshin Ryan.
You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Candlelit Tales. And for videos and live streams, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel, which now has a Candlelit Tales for Kids playlist. Hashtag Candlelittletales. Go ahead and hit subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll just pause for a moment to give you a chance to do that. You can do it right now. I'm not going anywhere. Liking and subscribing to our channels really helps us grow and get to more people. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash candlelittales or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. And seriously, subscribe now. It's free. We would also really like to hear back from you with any questions you may have. So please contact us directly or leave your question in the comments section below. Because what we really want to do is get these stories out there, share them with as many people as possible. And so anything you can do to help, we really appreciate. And we especially appreciate you listening.